Hey friends, welcome to episode 82 of the Fierce Calling Podcast. I'm Dara Swift, and thank you so much for listening in today and spending some time with me um, this last week of the year. It's such a blessing to have you, and I hope that this podcast has blessed you this past year. And I'm also excited that Fierce Calling is part of the Spark Collective and Spark Media, and you can listen to Fierce Calling and other amazing Christian podcasts on the Edify app. So if you don't have that app, you can go to the Apple or Google Play stores and download it today and check out some really amazing Christian podcasts. So here we are together in this last week of 2021. And what better way to end the year, I thought anyway, is to talk about how we can cultivate a personal and intimate relationship with God. And my guest today is Candace Reyes, and she shares three simple practices that she loves to do to help us cultivate an intimate relationship with God. And if you are desperate for God and want to read his word, but don't know where to begin, or if you want more consistency in spending quality time with God, then you're in the right place today. Candace shares about this and more in her book, Awake My Soul. And I know what she has to say will encourage, inspire, and challenge you. So listen in while I have a chat with Candice Reyes. Welcome back to the Fierce Calling Podcast. Today, I am excited to welcome my friend, Candice Reyes. She's a speaker, host of the Red Rover Podcast. She's an author of the award-winning book, A 15-Minute Date with God, Strengthen Your Relationship in Three Ways, and her newest book out, Awake My Soul, Three Ways to Ignite Your Relationship with God. She is the Executive Director of Hooks to Crook Ministries, which we'll be talking about. She's wife to a phenomenal artist, and she's a mom to three what she calls adorkable kids. I love that, adorkable <laughs> So cute. Um, And their ages are 23 to 14, which you'd never know looking at Candace. But her hope in heart is to encourage, equip, and endorse others to step out in faith, utilizing their God-given talents and gifts for his glory. Love that so much. Welcome to the show, Candace. Thanks for being on today. Thank you, Doris, for having me. It's a pleasure to be here with you. Oh, so excited. It was so great to meet you when we attended the Spark podcast conference, which was also part of the National Religious Broadcasting Convention, which was way cool. So it was really nice to meet you in person there. Same here. Same here. Thank you. Yeah, it was really great. And so I would love if we could get into a little bit about your story and how you're taking action where your passion, compassion, and conviction intersect, Candice. Perfect. Yes. Well, thank you for this opportunity. I really do appreciate it. Um, So basically, my passion emerged from my my conviction. I attended Bible study all my life. I've even led Bible study. Um, But when I would go to these Bible studies, I felt like I was missing something. Like I was missing a piece because every time I would watch the the speaker on, on the screen, or even the person who was leading the Bible study teach, I saw this zealous, how zealous they were for God. And they were so um, just bold and courageous with what they would say and share. 
And I wanted that. I wanted to have that kind of, of um, passion for God as well. And so how do you become intimate with the creator of the world? I had no idea. Even though I was doing these Bible studies, I didn't feel like I was actually intimate with him. And that's when God basically said, well, sweetheart, <laughs> you, when you go on a date with your husband, do you bring anyone else on your date? And I'm like, no. He goes, then why are you doing that when you meet with me? Hmm. And that's when it hit. He was inviting me to come and meet with him one-on-one with just my prayer journal and my Bible. And to be honest, Doris, that was very intimidating because I've, I relied so much on these, these scholars because I, I didn't know if, I, if God would actually ever really talk to me. I, I'm nobody special. Why would he even talk to me? And then I also had these questions of like, where do I start? There's 66 books in this book. How, where, do I, where do I begin? And Genesis doesn't sound like fun to really start in Genesis. Um, but God was so faithful and he continued to seek me. And he brought me to Jeremiah 29, 13, where God tells us, you will seek me and find me when you search for me with all your heart. This podcast is part of the Edify Podcast Network. Edify is a faith-inspiring app that brings together thousands of the best Christian podcasts in one place for your listening enjoyment. Cut through the noise and grow your faith by diving into the world's top Christian podcasts today. Download the Edify app for free from the App Store or Google Play or by going to edify.app. That's E-D-I-F-I dot app. God was so faithful. And he continued to seek me and he brought me to Jeremiah 29, 13, where God tells us, you will seek me and find me when you search for me with all your heart. This is a promise. He, he wants us to understand that we will seek him one day, but the ones who find him are the ones who are searching with all their heart. Do you hear that desperation for God? Oh. That's such a sweet moment when we are desperate for God, because that's when we completely surrender. We're like, God, I can't do this anymore. I need you. And so that was, that was where I was. I was so desperate for him. And that's when he was like, are you ready now? Are you ready to hear how much I love you? Now I will tell you the enemy tries to distract us. He loves to distract us and take us off course whether it's with a lie or whether it's, you know, over, over extending our, our schedule, making too many things to happen that we just, we just can't, we're like, Oh, I just don't have time for this. But I, I wanted God to, to be my one and only. And I didn't allow those distractions that the enemy kept casting my way to distract me from engaging with a lover of my soul. And if I would have, I would have missed out on the best relationship I have ever had. My relationship with God means everything to me. And that's become my life mission. I don't, I don't want anyone to miss out on the opportunity of meeting and building an intimate relationship with God because the enemy does, he does try to distract me and I didn't want others to be distracted or feel like, okay, I don't know how to do this. So many times 
we become a Christian, we're like, okay, now what? What do I do? How do I build this? And there's not a, there's not always a, a resource for that. I noticed when I was searching for one, mm-hmm. they, uh, a lot of these resources, they give you perspectives and they tell you to read the Bible, but they don't always walk you through that process of, of building that relationship. And so that's what I wanted to do. And that's why I created Awake My Soul, Three Ways to Ignite Your Relationship with God, because I needed that direction. I needed that structure. And um, I thought maybe somebody else might need that too. And it seems that a lot more people are, are saying yes now because they have something to, to guide them through walking in that relationship with God. And I've heard so many different things from people who have read the book. Candace, this is incredible because I didn't realize God would talk to me. Or I didn't realize that I could still praise and worship God after church. I didn't have to just have my praise music on Sundays. You're giving me permission to continue throughout my week. And those are powerful tools. Those are powerful biblical practices that he wants us to do every single day. And that's going to cultivate that relationship. Yes, that is so beautiful. I love how you were talking about how the Lord drew you in to have like a date time with him. And just a realization that, oh, yeah, when you go on a date, it's it's just you and your husband and how it kind of goes back to how, you know, um, God has talked about this with us in the word, how, you know, the we're the bride of Christ and it all connects that way. So, yes, why would we not date? You know, why would we not want to have that intimate relationship in that time with the Lord as the bride of Christ, which is so precious. And I also love when you were talking about having that time away. First of all, thank you for being vulnerable about how you felt intimidated at first, because oftentimes we might over the years in our early walk rely on other people to read the Bible for us and tell us what's in it, you know, and so seeking and searching on our own is great. And just having that permission, because as women, and I'm sure you find this too, I I think most women would say that they appreciate and would love to have that permission that you're giving through this book that you've written to have that quiet time and be able to sit and just spend time with the Savior like Mary did at his feet, you know, because we always feel like we should be doing something like, oh, I really need to unload that dishwasher. Mm -hmm. I really need to do some laundry or, you know, I I have to make sure this is done or that is done. And we could sometimes make those things idols in our lives and we could feel guilty about spending time with the Lord, which is so like upside down, right? Yes, (laughs) absolutely. And well, and one of the other things is, is I think so many times we have a misconception about the fact that we think God wants us to spend hours and hours upon end in his word, which unless that's your job, that's not what he's asking. Mm-hmm. If you're, if that's yeah. not your job, if, if you're not a pastor, if you're not teaching the word, then that's not what he's asking you to do. What he's asking you to do is to, is to spend that time with him, that quality time with him. And it can be as little as 15 minutes. You know, I think about my son who, who's 23 and he lives in another city. So I don't see him very often, but when he calls, even if it's for 15 minutes, 
my mama heart gets super excited. And I don't care that it's only for for 15 minutes. And so that's one of the reasons why God just kind of, he was like, if that's not your expectation for your son, all you're asking for him to do is just call you and talk to you. You don't care how long it is. Then why do you think I expect you to, to sit and talk to me a whole lot longer and be in the word and study? I know you have things to do. I gave that to you. Work is a blessing. So why are you thinking that you shouldn't be working as well? There's, there needs to be a balance. And so when I spend time with God one-on-one, it is, it's for 15 minutes, at least a minimum of 15 minutes. Now, there are days that I spend a lot longer because it's just a sweet time and I want to dive in a little bit more with him. But on those days that, you know, I have a lot of things that I need to get done, it's 15 minutes. And so I use this practice where these three principles, I do five minutes a piece. And it is still a beautiful time. And it's a way I get to put my armor on each and every day. And I can still do my tasks. So that way the enemy can't try to trip me up and say, well, I need to go do dishes or I need to go do laundry or I need to go run and pick up this, you know, my child. um, Or I need to go pick up, you know, go help out with this or, or do that, whatever it may be. I can, I can give God 15 minutes and it's in those 15 minutes. He equips me to continue throughout my day. Yeah. I love that analogy where you talk about how you love hearing from your son and it's about the quality of the connection and not about the time. Mm -hmm. And I know because sometimes it can get really legalistic Mm -hmm. when we start thinking we have to check a box of how long we spent with the Lord. And, uh, we compare our time with others and, you know, oh, she spent a lot more time than me. She gets up every morning, you know, and she does this and that, and I just can't do that in the morning. You know, so we start kind of feeling bad about it, which is really a lie from the Mm -hmm. enemy because, you know, like you were saying, so what are the things that you were talking about that you do in this time? Well, so the three practices that I use is prayer, reading God's word, and then praise. So I start my time with prayer because I think of a farmer or do you, by chance, do you garden or anything like that? I don't, but I would love to. (laughs) I would aspire to be a gardener, but I don't uh, garden. But I've had a lot of different women on the podcast who live on farms (laughs) and who who harvest things. So, Well, I'm not always in the garden. But my husband likes to garden and my grandmother gardens as well. And so one thing I've learned from them is that before you can even start, you need to till up the soil. You need to pill all the weeds. You need to take, you know, you need to soften it up so that whatever you're going to plant can be absorbed by the soil. And so that's what prayer does for me. It it softens up my heart. It gets me ready and prepared. It helps me you know, confess my sins and, and bring them before the Lord, helping, allowing him to pull those weeds from the root out. It just gets me ready for that time. And then the seed is the word and he, God implants that word into our, our very soil so that it can birth fruit. And then the watering of the soil, because the seed, it needs nourishment. And so the way I nourish my seed that God has placed inside of me is through praise and worship. And so I play one praise song before I end my time with him. And 
that just allows me to just worship who God is and how much he loves me and who he says I am so that I I am reminded before I leave my house who God says I am and who I serve so that I have my armor on and ready for the day. Love that. That is so good. And it's kind of like a pattern. Mm -hmm. And uh, God talks about patterns in the Bible and um, versus, you know, how we might think of checking the box like we were talking about earlier. You have, it's kind of purposeful. Everything that you're doing is purposeful for this time. And it's making such wise use of time. And you're, and you're a teacher, right? You're a school teacher. <laughs> I am, yes. So you know, that's on like report cards, I think from when you're in kindergarten, like makes wise use of time because it's very important mm-hmm. to, to do that and to just shut things out and just spend that time with him. And I love how you go through that and, and you kind of correlate that to planting and gardening and it's so beautiful I just love that so much and I I do love that you're a teacher so when did you start teaching well um to be honest Doris I started teaching about nine years ago but it was out of me running away from what God was actually calling me to do (laughs) um so so when I was in college uh when I was in college, I, I heard God say, you are going to be writing and teaching, um, and speaking. And I basically told God, no, that's not at all what I want to do. Um, I have dyslexia. And so it's really difficult for me to write and to even read and to be a speaker. I, you have to be able to read God's word out in front of everybody that terrifies me. Um, to, to write, I knew I was going to be, if I'm sending this out to everybody, I'm going to be critiqued if I have errors. Mm -hmm. And so I was horrified by this calling, but God was very specific with it. And, um, I got a phone call. I told God basically with kind of like Gideon, where he says, you know, make the fleece wet and everything else dry and then flip it and do it again. That's pretty much what I asked God to do because I did not want to, I didn't want to do this calling. (laughs) Well, he, he had my counselor call me uh, at school and said, Hey, we need to meet. I walked in and he was like, Hey, we don't have a minor for you. And I said, what? He's like, yeah, you need a minor before you graduate. Okay. So what are you thinking? He goes, I think you need to go minor in writing. I said, what? And he's like, yeah, you need a minor in writing. I said, what about science and math? Those were the things that I enjoyed. And I was, I, I did a lot of those classes because I was good at those. He said, well, you can minor in either science or math, but it's going to take you an extra two years where if you were to minor in writing, you will graduate in December. I said, whoa, <laughs> okay, I guess I'm going to minor in writing. And I was mad. I was so mad when I left that office because I'm like, Lord, now you're going to have them critique what I write. What are you doing? Like, I don't understand. (laughs) And he was like, I'm trying to prepare you. I'm trying to prepare you. And so after I graduated, I didn't know what God wanted me to do. I knew he wanted me to write, but I just didn't want to do that. And so I ran because I was ready to start making money. I was ready to start 
helping my husband out because we were on a one uh, one budget income and he's also a teacher. And so we were hoping for extra income so that we can, you know, do other things with our family. And so I ran and I ran to teaching because that's what I knew. It was what I was comfortable for, with kind of like how Peter, he went back to fishing after Jesus was crucified and he rose from the dead. Like Peter didn't know what to do. And so he knew God told him to go and teach others about him. But he went back to what he did know and what he was comfortable with. And that's where I was. I was back there. And the, and God, he had to open my eyes to, you know, are you ready to write? And so about two years ago, he, he basically pointed that back that, that promise back to me and say, okay, are you ready? And, and that's where I'm at to now, now. So I am still blessed to teach and be able to, to, to do what I do as my income. But then he has also given me, um, time to be able to write and to speak and to do those other things that I know he has called me to do. And I'm able to be faithful now in that obedience. That is a great story. I love how God does all these things and how he equips us and how he was preparing you mm-hmm. for something. And he basically said, this is what you're doing. Yes. So you, you know, and, um, and I love that. And two, the fact being that with dyslexia, you would look at that as a hindrance, but God is using that, uh, as something to where it's showing that it it's by his grace, by his yes. power, you know, that you're doing yes. this and so that you don't have to focus on something that you feel is not going to allow you to do his work because he's going to do it through you and in you. And like he did with Moses right. and like he did with Peter and, you know, the people that didn't think that they could do something, but it's, it's his power. So I love that how we know for sure that it's him yes. because we could not do it on our own. And I also love how when you were giving me some information and background and filling out um, just the podcast guest information, because I love to learn more little details about my guests and what kind of things they enjoy doing and that kind of thing. And something really impactful stuck out to me where you said, you know, when we before we, even after we know Christ, we can sometimes stray off the path and calling that like a treacherous road or treacherous journey. But within that word treacherous is the word teacher. So I just love how that all ties in to your story and, you know, how God redeems things in our lives that we did not follow his path, but he got us back on and even like that scripture, which I love in Ephesians that says that he does exceedingly abundantly above mm-hmm. what we could even ask or imagine. So how did this nonprofit get started? Hooks to Crook. Tell us about that and what that means. That's a great question. And it's one I get quite often because it's a very unique <laughs> name, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, yes. um, I just referenced to you about, um, Peter and him fishing. And Mm -hmm. when Jesus appeared after his, um, when he resurrects and he comes and meets with Peter again and he finds him fishing and he, he then walks him through feed my sheep, 
feed my lambs. And he's teaching him how to become a disciple. Well, during that time when I was reading the scripture, God opened my eyes. See, my mom taught me how to fish when I was younger. And when my mom taught me how to fish, she was all about catching and releasing. And that was what I would do in my own ministry. I would draw people close to Jesus. And then once they said, yes, I would say, okay, have a nice life. Keep going. And God was like, that's not what I need you to be doing. I need you to be a disciple and teaching others how to be disciples as well. And so he really put the great commission on my heart and, um, and showed me that I was doing it all wrong. And so that's what hookster crook is all about is going from being a fisher of men to a shepherd discipling others for Jesus Christ and, and walking along beside them. Um, the nonprofit organization we, we formed because the book awake my soul when I, the first, okay. So the first edition, uh, a 15 minute date with God, it was really written to talk and inspire women here in the Western culture. And mm-hmm. as a, as I was in the shower, cause typically that's where God talks to me. Cause he's got me all by himself, right. <laughs> in the shower. And he's like, right. um, you're limiting me. And I'm like, how am I limiting you? He goes, this book is not just for women in the U S this book is for everyone. Mm-hmm. Everyone needs to know how to, to form this relationship with me. And so I started really praying about it. And I sent, I sent the first edition out to missionaries and pastors worldwide that I had had connections with and said, Hey, would you read over this? See if this is something that you could use in your ministry. Well, I got back several letters saying, yes, absolutely. We can use this. There's a couple of things that they wanted to change, but they, they thought this was a fantastic resource to start discipling others. And so, um, we formed a nonprofit so that we could start taking in donations as well. And every, all the proceeds of awake, my soul goes back into the nonprofit. None of it comes to me. It all goes back because we have a big mission and our mission is to help educate everyone on how to have this relationship with God in a very unique way that, that they can make it personal for themselves. And we are translating this book into multiple languages. And so currently right now we have the book translated in Bengali and Spanish um, we're finishing up some, some formation on, on those, but they will be out hopefully by May, 2022, um, in those languages. And then we also have a translator working on, uh, Luganda as well. And so I'm really excited about it. I cannot wait to see what God does with this resource, um, and how it can bless these missionaries worldwide on teaching their people how to have this relationship, how to form it and, and cultivate it for themselves with God. That is so fantastic that it is going to the ends of the earth, you know, like the great commission and how God put that on your heart. And it is so true that oftentimes we share the gospel with others, but then like you say, they're kind of like on their own Mm -hmm. and we have to be the church, we have to come around and like you said, be disciples, but also make disciples mm-hmm. and not allow the enemy to steal that seed that was planted. And yeah. I love that. And um, we just started not too long ago, just this past year, 
a discipleship mentoring program at our church, which I became a discipleship mentor. And when a new believer accepts Christ and comes into the fold, then they can meet with one of us and kind of go through a process of discipleship, which is really impactful because people don't really know what they're supposed to do next. So like you were saying, they'll just go back to what they know. Mm And um, not that fishing is bad. No, no, not at all. <laughs> or that they're fishing, but fisher, fishers of men, it, you know, right. is what we're called to do. So I love that so much, Candace, and your heart for this and how you started the nonprofit and looking back over your life, how God has just prepared you and equipped you for this. Well, I love how your church saw the need. I, I think that is so important for our church to see, okay, hey, there's a need for mentorship here. And mentorship, that's what's going to grow the body of Christ Mm. is through mentorship and loving on these people and walking beside them through the hard times as well and saying, okay, let's point back to Jesus. Let me show you, let me show you how I have dealt with some struggles. I have dealt with my own pain. I've dealt with my own, you know, situations. And I'm going to give you a different perspective on how to look at God in a different way. Because yeah. I think so many times, especially new believers, we 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 don't know where to go. And we're still in that mm-hmm. same mindset that we started at the be- very beginning. I mean, once you become a, a, a Christian, yes, your old self dies and you are bor- birthed again to new life. But you still have that old mindset. And yeah. so you're having you're needing God to reprogram that mindset to know that he is so good. And he loves you and that these, these things that we're going through, they are to strengthen you. That's why he says mm-hmm. to count it all joy when we face trials of various kinds in James 1, 2, 3, 4, because it's the pure mm-hmm. purifying of our faith. And so I, I just want to, I want to say that is amazing and awesome that your church sees that as a program and is implementing that to grow the body of Christ. So thank you for sharing that. Thank you. Yeah, I love that. Uh, what you were just saying. And, you know, the fact being that sometimes the how is missing from what we're called to do. Mm-hmm. You know, people will know, okay, I know what it is. I've heard the gospel. I know what it is. I know why, but I don't know how. And so that is so important. And I love that your ministry is about helping people know how to do that well. And, so I would love if you would share, how can the listener connect with you and grab these books? Perhaps they're involved in ministries that would benefit by using this as a resource. That'd be wonderful. Thank you for letting me share. That'd be awesome. So um, you can find me on hookstocrook.com and purchase these books from our website. We do have them available on Amazon as well, but um, if you are a nonprofit organization or you're a church or a ministry and you're wanting to um, do this in bulk um, and serve your people in a, in a in a big way, just email me at info at hookstercrook.com and let me know so that we have different pricing for pastors and churches and ministries and those things because we want this to be a blessing for your people. And again, like I said, this is... Everything goes back to being into the nonprofit. So 
Um, we just, we want to be a blessing and encourage everyone to say yes when God knocks at your door, because that is when true transformation happens. That is so great. And you also have a conference coming up too. So tell us about that. Oh, we do. We do. It's exciting. So June 10th and 11th, we will be hosting the Red Rover Women's Conference in Brookshire, Texas. And our theme is love where you are. We have some phenomenal speakers that are coming. Mary R. Schneider, Courtney Richard, and then we have musical guest Alicia Dorsett leading us in worship. And it's going to be a fun, fun time. We're going to have so much fun. We're going to be talking about how we can learn to love where we are despite the situation that we're in. Because so many times I think we have, we have these goals. We have these ambitions. We're looking at the, if I only could get here, then I'll be, I'll, I'll make it. I'll feel successful. I'll feel, I'll feel like I'm blessed. Mm-hmm. But God is saying, no, sweet baby, <laughs> you are here in this moment. And in this moment, I am still blessing you. Mm-hmm. And we miss out on that blessing when we, when we are, aren't, when we're not looking at mm-hmm. the moment that we're in with correct eyes. And so um, that's what we're going to be focusing on in this conference is just learning how to love where we are and seeing the blessing that God has in store. Love that. That is such a need, really. It is. We need to be reminded of that, you know. And so I love that message. And I also love the name of your podcast and the name of this conference because it's just so sweet. So tell us why. <laughs> well, Red Rover is a, it's another ministry that we have through our Hooks to Creek Ministries where we encourage others to step out and live this life on mission. And one of the things that we do is we help endorse others. So whether you have a ministry, whether you have a podcast, if you have a blog or a, um, a author's page, whatever it is, we want to help get the word out about what God is doing in you and through you. And, um, and so one of the things that we do is we host on our page, the Red Rover page. And so you can be a member. In fact, right now, um, through the end of November, we, we have the opening up and then we'll be opening it back up again in April, mm-hmm. um, for membership, but it's $50 for the full entire year, which that's pretty cheap pretty to have cheap. somebody, uh, host you on their website. So we put you on our website. We also, um, write newsletters about you. So we have, um, we have a newsletter that we send out to all of our subscribers. And then you also receive um, invitations onto the Red Rover podcast to talk about what God is doing within you. And then at our Red Rover conference, you are offered uh, a chance to sell your merchandise at our conference to help also, again, spread the word about who you are and what God is doing through you. And the reason why we chose the name Red Rover is because we are stronger together. I think of that kid's game where, you know, you say Red Rover, Red Rover, let so-and-so come over. And the the stronger and the the more people that are united means that you're on the winning side. You're on the winning team. And and I want to connect with as many people as we can so that we can help each other grow stronger in the ministries that God has given us so that we can continue teaching the gospel to others through however he is, he has blessed us, however he has gifted us to do so for, for his namesake. That is so cool. And what a great value. That really is a great value. And, and I just love that Red Rover, Red Rover, because 
you know how God calls our name. It's just so sweet. It's so sweet to have your name called and invited and you're invited mm-hmm. to the team. Yes. You know, come yes. on over. Let's do this kingdom work together. So I love it so much. And so, okay, so what is the website again that they need to go to to find all of these great resources, grab tickets and, and all the things? Tickets are also on our website. So the website is hookstocrook.com and it's hooks with a number two crook.com. And you can also find it on Eventbrite as well for the event itself, the Red River Women's Conference. And if you want to connect with me on Instagram at Instagram at Hooks to Crook or um, Candace R. Reyes at, on Instagram, we also um, have different things on our uh, Facebook page, which is Hooks to Crook com as well. So there's several ways for you to connect with me. Great. And I will put those in the show notes. So People can find you and connect with you. And this has just been so amazing, Candace. Thank you so much for taking time out of your school day (laughs) because you have to get back to the classroom um, to come on the show and share your heart and your ministry and your love for Jesus and your passion, compassion, and conviction in seeing others come to Christ and have that personal relationship. And it's just amazing what you're doing. And I praise the Lord for you. And so God bless you, friend. And I hope to have you back on again. Uh, I would love that, Doris. Thank you so much. And I'm going to have you on my podcast too. So listeners be watching. I'll be on the Red Rover. So (laughs) that's exciting. I love that so much. I will look forward to that. And so I will be talking to you soon, friend. Yes, absolutely. Thank you, Doris. Thank you for listening today, and I hope this episode encouraged you on this very last week of the year, which can sometimes be a little bit of a downer for some, and we can look at it in a new perspective, in a new way, and God makes all things new, and we're ushering in a brand new year, and there's no need to rate the past year or compare it or anything like that just rest in the lord and just get on the ride that he's taking us on this great adventure of kingdom work with him and just feel his peace that surrounds you and surpasses all understanding i loved what candace had to share today And I really loved her quote that says, that's such a sweet moment when we are desperate for God because that's when we completely surrender. We're like, God, I can't do this anymore. I need you. So friend, reach out to him and just be honest and share your your heart with him. And he is right there with you and wants to love on you. And you can connect with Candice at hookstocrook.com and check out all of the cool things we talked about in the show. There'll be links in the show notes. And I would love for you to hang out with me again in 2022. And may the Lord continue to abundantly bless you and keep you and make his face shine upon you, friend. I hope you'll join me next time when I talk with another woman who's taking action where her passion, compassion, and conviction intersect. Until then, friend. Have a blessed and safe new year, and I'll talk to you soon.